me, though, Doctor. Tell me, who are you? Here's the thing. I'm a doctor, but beyond that, I, I just don't know. I literally do not know who I am. It's all I'm testing. Am I funny? Am I sarcastic? Vital misery, life and soul, right-handed, left-handed, a gambler, a fighter, a coward, a traitor, a liar, a nervous wreck. It's like when you're a kid. First time they tell you that the world's turning and you just can't quite believe it because everything looks like it's standing still. I can feel it. That's who I am. There's something you better understand about me because it's important. And one day, your life may depend on it. I am definitely a madman with a box. It's bigger on the inside. Is it? I've noticed. It's called the TARDIS, this thing. T-A-R-D-I-S. That's time and relative dimension in space. A space is made of wood. Listen. Listen to the sound of the universe. Girl, you waited. You've waited long enough. So, Ali. No. You wanted to come 14 years ago. I grew up. Don't worry. I'll soon fix that. Certain moments in time are fixed. Tiny, precious moments. Everything else is in flux. Anything can happen. But those certain moments, they have to stand. You will knock for time. Time can be rewritten. So. All of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will. Where do you want to start? Oh, it's a police box. What on earth is it doing here? They're always in the street. Feel it. Feel it. You feel it? It's a, a faint vibration. It's alive. It's like fire and ice and rage. It's like the night and the storm and the heart. It's ancient and forever. He burns at the center of time and he can see the turn of the universe. And he's wonderful. Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. This week's battle is Best of Doctor Who. Oh, wait, Best of Doctor Who. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who's joining us tonight? Well, tonight's panel consists of Juan Patino. Hey there. Brian Townsend. Howdy, folks. Timothy Nowell. Hello. And Dominic Williams. How you doing? So here's how we do this. We have 32 Doctor Who-related things, uh, concepts, phrases, items, characters, episodes, uh, and lots more, all chosen by the panelists. We set them up in tournament brackets, which you can download from our website at geekfights.net. We pit one against the other and put it to a vote. Winner moves on to the next round, where it begins again until someone is crowned or something is crowned the best of Doctor Who. As always, uh, you decide whatever criteria you want to determine the winner, what's coolest, which would win in a fight, uh, what did you dig when you were a kid, um, who do you want to bang, uh, whatever you want, no matter how arbitrary or pointless, as long as it works for you, that's what we call geek logic. It's the heart of every geek fight. All right, then, let's start fighting. Juan, this one is yours. It is Sarah Jane Smith versus K-9. <laughs> really? I have to choose between one of the companions and the... What do you call it? The perpy-sounding dog? Robot dog? The robot dog. Who was robot the... Robot space dog. Robot space dog with the unsuccessful spin-offs. Um, He's actually made a uh, successful spin-off. It's a cartoon, though. Yeah. I suppose. 
I don't know if that one counts though. No, because it's everything not a... counts. Well, well okay. What well, What are you voting for? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, well, fine. Uh, Sarah Jane Smith. A uh, vote for Sarah Jane Smith. <laughs> Brian. Um. Well, I I I will um be voting for K9. No, uh, primarily because uh, on this list is the closest thing to monkeys, and he's a robot, and he's a dog, and he's just fucking awesome. I love K9, so um, I'm voting for K9. Uh, vote for K9. Tim! Okay, I think I'm about to scare my wife when she listens to this, but when I was growing up, I was really into Doctor Who. I had no girlfriends. I made up a girlfriend, and it was Sarah Jane Smith. Elizabeth Sladen was probably one of my first Doctor Who crushes. She was beyond awesome. She was actually one of the first probably strong female characters that they had in the show. Uh, And God rest her soul, Elizabeth Sladen passed away earlier this year. I love Sarah Jane Smith, so I'm going with Sarah Jane. Uh, Vote for Sarah Jane. Uh, Dom. Alright, so I, I like Sarah Jane and, you know, rest in peace, but man, K-9 was really cool when I was a kid, man. Like, like when I was watching Doctor Who, I wasn't into, like, you know, the companion as, the companions as a sex object, so I went back and watched the Sarah Jane episode about five years ago, and she was hot when she was younger. But, K-9 was what I was fixated on when I was a kid. I loved, like, the little technology, you know, because they were making up stuff, and it was sci-fi. So I'm going to go with K-9. A vote for K-9. It is all tied up. It comes down to me, and this actually kind of sucks. Because I was going to throw a vote to K-9 because he can shoot lasers out of his nose, and I thought that was awesome. But Sarah Jane did die, and her show got canceled because of that. Although, I didn't really like the show. I thought it was kind of boring, but and I, I no, have no real connection to Sarah Jane other than her one appearance in the more recent Doctor Who's. Um, but I think I'm going to have to vote for Sarah Jane Smith any, anyway, because uh, I want to hear more about this imaginary girlfriend <laughs> that Tim made up. <laughs> Robots Dude, come on! It doesn't matter. It doesn't I matter. I knew I shouldn't have sat this episode out. <laughs> I, I'm so gonna get quizzed on this. Thank you very much. Oh, I, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this more, Sarah Jane Smith. I'm not worried about no. y'all. I don't care about y'all. I have a wife that's gonna be in here. Like, what is this all about? <laughs> that wife being Janet, uh, the yes. person who actually put a. Uh, a comment or a rate or review us on iTunes. I remember that. Anyway, oh yeah, for putting K nine out, you're definitely gonna get grilled. Oh, K nine wasn't even in the in the episode. He actually switched it out earlier, and then K nine got thrown back in by Brian later on. That's well, right, because K nine is awesome. Are you gonna have a space dog? There's no the- love on this show. I don't know yeah. what the fuck is wrong with us. This is right. just fight one. Let's let's try and move past one and just fight thirty more. <laughs> Okay, uh, Jane. She's awesome. Anyway, Brian, this fight is yours. Uh, two of Doctor Who's or the Doctor's awesome things. It's the Sonic Screwdriver versus the TARDIS, which is what time and who rel- did that? Time and relative dimension, dimension and space. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. I don't know about 
everybody here, but I'm going to venture to say that I have been watching Doctor Who longer than just about anybody else on the panel, as far as I know. I when started, did you start? I started at the end of Pertwee. Okay, fair cop. I, I started in 1992. <laughs> yeah. So I, I started back in, like, 74, watching Doctor Who. And so I was actually there when the Sonic Screwdriver showed up. I'm pretty sure the Sonic Screwdriver was mostly a Baker thing. And right up until that point, the TARDIS was, like, the coolest thing on the show. And then he whips out this little device and starts doing all kinds of funky shit with it. And you said, what the hell is that? He said, oh, it's a sonic screwdriver. And I was like, that's the most awesome idea ever. <laughs> and so it was like the sonic screwdriver. <clears throat> and, and to be perfectly honest, the TARDIS just kind of been taking a back seat to the sonic screwdriver. The sonic screwdriver has, has been getting, you know, more and more cool as the years go on. And the TARDIS is nowadays is just kind of becoming the thing that gets him two spots. And then it sort of disappears for the rest of the episode most of the time. It's not really the doctor's tool of choice. It's not his. It's not his uh, his sidearm, quote quote unquote, that makes him the badass gunslinger that he is. The sonic screwdriver, on the other hand, it's the shit. So sonic screwdriver. A vote for the sonic screwdriver, Tim. I grew up starting Doctor Who in 1992 on the local PBS station. I started watching on the fifth doctor, Jonathan Nathan Turner time frame. He didn't like the sonic screwdriver. He got rid of it. You know, I saw the, the sonic screwdriver in uh, Troughton's The War Games, and it interested me. All he did was literally unscrew a screw with the sonic screwdriver. But I kind of feel that a lot of times, especially in the Baker and the, the uh, tenant years, that it's just kind of a go-to get-out-of-jail-free card. I'm not a big fan of it, and I always, always wanted to be in the TARDIS to travel through time and space. So I got to go with the TARDIS. I'm, I'm going with JNT and oh. screwing the screwdriver. A vote for the TARDIS. Dominic. All right. Well, everybody has already been long-winded on the whole thing. The, there are very few things that I've bought and purchased, like as far as, wanting a prop and at San Diego Comic-Con this year I bought a bobblehead like TARDIS that makes the TARDIS sound when I, when I flicked it and I'm pretty much didn't the TARDIS happen this year where the TARDIS was actually a woman and everything so yeah or, mm -hmm. yeah so it, it became an extra dimension of cool this year for me more than the you know the electric screwdriver is like the get out of jail free card mm -hmm. like you said and I, I agree but I think the TARDIS is Way cooler and way more iconic when it comes to Doctor Who. A uh, vote for the TARDIS. Um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with Tim that the Sonic Screwdriver is kind of a whatever he needs it to be. That's what the Sonic, sonic Screwdriver is. Uh, the TARDIS is really cool, uh, and and actually the TARDIS became super cool for me uh, about a month ago. So it was several weeks after. Uh, Halloween, and it wasn't there on Halloween. I'm walking down the street that I normally walk down. 
All of a sudden, I look over to my right. The fucking TARDIS is on somebody's lawn. Awesome. It's not a Halloween thing. They just randomly fucking put it up, and it was the middle of the night. I was like, holy shit, holy shit. It's their TARDIS. And I wanted to, like, knock on their door and be like, I can't believe you have the TARDIS in your front yard. But I didn't. And then I went back the next day to take pictures during the day, and it was gone. So the TARDIS (laughs) was there for a night, and it might have been the doctor. All I know is I love the TARDIS. I am voting for the TARDIS. And Juan. Um, all right. We're talking about the Doctor. How how much of an awesome Time Lord would he be if he wasn't able to travel in time? So I think that the whole central premise is, you know, should be centered around the TARDIS. I think that the sonic screwdriver is an awesome tool, and I want one really bad. Hint, hint on the want list. Um, but the uh, TARDIS, you know, he's not a madman in a box without a box. So my vote's for the TARDIS. Uh, vote for the TARDIS. And the TARDIS moves on, and we are on to our next fight. Uh, Tim, this one is yours. It is, he will knock four times, that's the moment at the finale of the Tenet, uh, versus the most feared slash loved man in the universe. I gotta go with he, he he's gonna knock four times. I mean, obviously, with the heartbeat of, or the heartbeat of the Time Lord and it being imprinted in the Master, you thought for sure it was going to be the master that was going to kill the doctor. And then to find out that it was Wilfred uh, Noble or Wilfred Mott. I forget his last name. I think it was Mott. Anyway, to find out that it was his knocking that actually ended up killing the doctor. I think that was kind of heart wrenching and heartbreaking. So that just sticks out a little more to me. Uh, Vote for he will knock four times. Dominic. Uh, what was the other part of it? He will knock four times versus what? The doctor is the most feared-slash-loved man in the universe. This is really hard, because that, that was like a line from an episode, right? Like, like where he, that was the Matt Smith thing was, you know, like, talking to the Daleks or whatever. That, that was pretty damn awesome, but I don't know. That episode, that, like, that was like a two-part episode, right? The, the, the he will knock four times, and that yep. was like... That was like one of the best episodes, like where you were like, "Man, I love this show." Ah, oh, this is hard. I love Matt Smith. I'm gonna go with Matt Smith. So you're gonna go with the most, the, the he was most feared in the universe. All right, a vote for the most feared slash loved man in the universe. Um. You know, the he will knock four times. It's so it is so heart wrenching because you think the doctor is one, even though you know they've already cast the new doctor. You're like, oh, tenant made it out. Everything is safe, and then you hear the you hear the the knocking, and then you turn around and it's him. Uh, excuse me, could you could you let me out of here? And he's so innocent at that moment. And then you see the doctor's heart break and go, I can't let this one guy die so I can keep on going. And that that really fucked me up. So I'm going to go with he will knock four times. Juan? Hmm. Very interesting cases argued on both sides. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to keep it simple on this one and just go with uh, the most feared loved man in the universe. M- voting for fear and love. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Brian. Did you die? Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Somebody knocked four there times. There we go again. Yeah, there it goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that the knock four times. Uh, what is it? The uh, Donna's grandfather was uh, 
Bernard Cribbins, who is actually one of the few people who's been in, I think, every iteration of Doctor Who in that he was in the movies, he was in the original series, and now he's in the new series. Um, and so that's, that carries a lot of weight for me because I think he's just one of, you know, a really cool British character actor. However, the most feared loved man in the universe was something that I was not expecting when they pulled it out, and then it just was like, oh, wow, that's totally and completely on it, obvious. Of course he's the most feared man in the universe. He's the only person that the Daleks and the Santarans and all of these other, like, lethal races are afraid of because he constantly shows up and he dicks with them. And so the fact that, that Stephen Moffat was actually able to take a character that I have been paying attention to and following since the mid-'70s and and bring something out new, find something new in all of that continuity. Um, yeah, I think that's just really cool. And whereas Not Four Times is just a really good story, I appreciate it. But the fact that, you know, the whole thing about something new about the character. So I'm going to go with Fear and Love, Man in the Universe. Uh, vote for Fear and Love and Fear and Love. Moving on, we are on to our next fight. Dominic, this one is yours. It is David Tennant, the actor, versus Weeping Angels. All right, so up until Matt Smith became the doctor, David Tennant was like the renaissance of, of Doctor Who. And I love David Tennant, but Weeping Angels was like the best thing ever that Doctor Who has produced in like the last 10 years, man. I, I watched that with my sister with with, with the lights off and it's scared the I, I don't even know. It's Weeping Angels, man. I, I can't. Everything that has to do with Weeping Angels is going to play with me. A vote for Weeping Angels. You know, Weeping Angels are awesome, and Weeping Angels appear in the Tenant Run, and I love the fuck out of Weeping Angels, but. I, I, I almost don't. I, I almost wish they had stayed a one-episode villain as opposed to popping up again in the Matt Smith era because it kind of lessened them a little bit for me. Um, David Tennant is fucking awesome, and if it wasn't for David Tennant, I wouldn't watch. I wouldn't have watched Doctor Who because I didn't like Christopher Eccleston. Eccleston was like, oh, oh, okay. This is just some weird British show. Oh well, I'm not going to watch. And Jared was like, no, no, no. You really have to watch. Watch this guy. This guy's David Tennant. He might be more your style. And I watched Tennant, and I'm like, oh, he's really cool. I like this guy. And then he got Martha, and never mind. I like David Tennant. I'm going to go with David Tennant. Uh, Juan. Um, sorry, I need to make sure I wasn't muted. Um, <clears throat> I guess the whole thing for me is that you, the, like, I see all the T-shirts and postings. You know, you never get over your first doctor, and David Tennant was my first doctor as well. I would not have started watching the show if I didn't, if I hadn't caught it with David Tennant. Um, and you know, because I, I did start watching it with David Tennant. I've gone back and I've started watching older episodes and um, previous incarnations. You know, like uh, from the seventies and stuff, trying to catch up. Um, and uh, it wasn't if it wasn't for like the one or two episodes that I caught in uh, of David Tennant. I, I mean, I went back and I watched all of them. So I, I have to. Go for David Tennant. <clears throat> uh, vote for David Tennant. Brian. Uh, shoot. This is kind of a tough call for me. The uh, Tennant, while he's not my favorite doctor, I think he's a very good doctor. And the Weeping Angels, I agree with you, Damon, in terms of the fact that their initial impact was awesome, but the fact that they're using them over and over again... Um, 
is is kind of lessening that impact. Um, plus, you know, the Weeping Angels, they don't actually kill you, or at least they didn't initially kill you. They just shunted you back in time, and then you got to live the rest of your life in a previous era. Oh, wait a second. So that means if a Weeping Angel showed up today and stole 40 years, I would go back to the 1970s or even worse, to the 40s or the 50s. I would be a black man in America in the 1950s. Oh, God, that's horrifying. The Weeping Angels. <laughs> a vote for Weeping Angels. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Tim. I'm with you, Damon. The The Weeping Angels were creepy as all get out and blink. I was able to take pictures of the statues on the side of the Bass Performance Hall in Fort Worth and send it to my wife and say, don't blink and creep her right out. It was it was up there with Are You My Mummy up until they put it in with Matt Smith. And then it's just it just really got a not creepy anymore. So David Tennant, he's like that guy that that my wife shows an episode of Doctor Who to a friend of hers and she becomes immediately enamored with David Tennant. He's got that charisma. He's he's just awesome beyond belief. I got to go with David Tennant, the thin lanky guy. And David Tennant takes the win and we are on to our next fight. Hey, it's mine. Uh it's the Cerulians, I think that's how you pronounce that. Versus Cerulean. versus his enemies. And uh it's one of those things that I'm sure they, the Cerulean's actually... I'm, I, I don't know what they are. I, I'm just going to go with his enemies because some of them are sweet, like the Weeping Angels, even though I don't like what they became, but they, they are they are cool in their own right. Uh, and so are the Daleks. I don't really like... Uh, what do you call those people? Oh, Jesus. Uh, anyway, I'm going to go with his enemies. Uh, Juan... You're muted, Juan. <laughs> Unless you died. No, I didn't die. I was oh. muted. I was muted. No, I'm, I'm not muted, right? Can no. you hear me now? Yes, we can. Yeah. Can you hear me Is now? Is Juan there? Yes. Hi. I can't hear him. No, I'm just <laughs> trolling. Don't ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Silurians, those are those lizard things that were in the, living in the middle of the earth that want to take over and get rid of the humans, right? Yes. Well, they want to get. They want to claim their planet back because the the monkeys have infested it. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were okay, I guess. Um, I I don't know. I, I didn't really care for them that much. It was an interesting storyline, but I guess I'll go with his enemies. Uh, vote for his enemies, Brian. Yeah, I'm gonna wind up voting for his enemies because while the Salarians are his enemies. They're not so fantastical of enemies that they trump all the other enemies that he has. They, like Juan said, an interesting story, but not any more interesting than any other Doctor interesting Doctor Who story. So I'll go with the uh, his enemies. Well said. Another vote for his enemies, Tim. I will. I used to read the old Target Doctor Who books all the time, and and I read Doctor Who and the Silurians and. Uh, whatever the sequel was, I forget the name of that. And and they intrigued me, but I mean, we're talking about one enemy versus his entire enemies. We're talking about the Silurians versus 
the Silurians and the Daleks and the Cybermen and Omega and and uh, just everybody in the entirety of existence in Doctor Who. I got to go with his enemies. Uh, vote for his enemies. And Dominic, is it, is it a clean sweep? Absolutely clean sweep. I don't think there's anything more that needs to be said. Every, all the enemies versus one, all of the enemies. All right. His enemies are moving on, and we are on to the next fight. Juan, this one is yours. This is a very difficult fight, if I do say so myself. It is the episode Blink versus Regeneration, and the fact that the Doctor regenerates. Well, the regeneration is one of the cool aspects of the Doctor. I mean, that's how we're able to get from, you know, Tom Baker to Matt Smith. Um, I mean, I'm sure we could do it other ways, you know, where it just kind of happens between seasons um, without any explanation. But I think it's kind of cool that we're able to explain that away. Although... You know, I, I do agree that Blink was a very strong episode with the Wink. That was the one, the Weeping Angels, right? The one we were talking about where they were originally in there? Yep. Yes. Yeah. See, that was a really cool episode, and it creeped me the hell out, too. I'm not going to lie. And I, I still look at statues a little bit weird when I'm walking by them. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a really, like, central aspect of what, you know, the Doctor is, is his regeneration. So I'm going to have to vote for regeneration. Uh, vote for regeneration. Brian. I, I have to agree with Juan in terms of the fact that the regeneration aspect, it's, it's actually one of the things that, that sets Doctor Who apart from all the other television sci-fi that's been out there and what was out there and probably will be out there. The idea that, you know, they don't have to go through all of the huge deal when they change continuities or actors get tired. or just, Yeah, he's a new guy. That's part of what he does. He's a time traveler. And so to help, you know, wash, wash his footprints and avoid uh, discontinuities and, you know, so that people don't know him all the time, he just creates a new body. Plus, he has all of these time, time-based powers. Regeneration. Regeneration is just too cool. Not as cool as K-9, but I'll say it's cool. <laughs> uh, vote for regeneration. Uh, Tim. You know, I feel bad for William Hartnell because if he hadn't been, you know, so... I guess he was kind of addle-brained near the end of his tenure and and ill, then, you know, we probably wouldn't have Doctor Who to this day. But regeneration is the whole reason why the series is almost 50 years old. And if it wasn't for that, you know, it would have ended back in 1966. So I got to go with regeneration. Even though Blink was creepy as all get out again, it's... Just it 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 wouldn't exist if it wasn't for regeneration. Another vote for regeneration, uh, Dominic. All right, so I get it that you guys all like regeneration, but as somebody that loved Tom Baker from the PBS days of watching Doctor Who, I was upset by regeneration because that was the end of the Tom Baker era and the and the scarf. So I was angry. When that ended, and, and we got the celery or whatever came next, I can't remember. Peter Davison. I, I love the episode of Blink, and I have converted people to watching Doctor Who with me that would usually think it's crap by letting them watch that episode. So Blink has to me because it's like a crossover with just awesome sci-fi more so, and it kind of transcends just Doctor Who. Uh, vote for Blink. Um, 
regeneration is awesome, and it is the reason why we continue to have Doctor Who. And I, I, I too, have that same moment, because Tennant was my first Doctor. I was pissed when Matt Smith came around. And then I watched the first Matt Smith episode, and I was like, ooh, I like Matt Smith. But, um... Blink. Did you say it exactly like that, Dave? Yes, I <laughs> did. did. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, he Ooh. did say that. Um, he called me, actually. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> let, back to Blink. Blink is fucking awesome. Uh, the Doctor and Martha probably make up about five minutes total of the episode. They they are not in the episode. It's all about uh, Sally Sparrow or whatever her name is dealing with the Weeping Angels and a DVD th- special feature, an Easter egg that that has it on all of these discs, and it just happens to be the discs that she owns, the thirteen DVDs that she owns. Those have the, that that special feature. Like there's so much great shit in that thing. I I, I gotta vote for Blink, uh, even though Regeneration is awesome, and. Regeneration is moving on. And we'll be uh, on to our next fight. Brian, this one is yours. It is Remembrance of the Daleks, which I'm sure is an episode, versus Tom Baker. Wow. So, um, Remembrance of the Daleks, if I remember correctly, that's the one, that's the Eccleston episode where the Daleks re-emerge into the new continuity, right? No, the, um, that was that was just simply Dalek. Um, okay, Remembrance is- of the Daleks was uh, Seventh Doctor, um, Sylvester McCoy. Um, I think it was in the final season of the original run of Doctor Who. Okay. And it was when he went back to 1963 uh, to get the Hand of Omega, and you had the Imperial Daleks versus the Rebel Daleks. And, and, okay, uh, I, I barely remember that. I barely remember that. Okay, so, um, so wow. See, and 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 and, and, I, and as as somebody who uh, that's really strange because I liked Sylvester McCoy. I had a lot of history with Sylvester McCoy, and I really think he got a lot of beef, or I got a lot of uh, short shrift for his run on the Doctor. Even though you know some of his stories might not have been as strong, and some of his companions might not have been as hot, I still thought that he was a good Doctor. Um, however. Um, if we want to talk about the iconic run of, of, of Doctor Who, we have to talk about Tom Baker. And if we have to want to talk about one of the, the iconic performance of Doctor Who, we have to talk about Tom Baker. The the guy who basically was the guy who made who who was able to reach Doctor Who out across the pond and turned him from a British phenomenon to an international phenomenon. In a lot of ways, you know, outside of the UK, at least, I think was was Tom Baker. And when people think of Doctor Who, they think of Tom Baker with the long floppy scarf. If you watch Futurama, every time they reference Doctor Who, it's Tom Baker and the long fluffy scarf. And if you ask people about Doctor Who and they say, what, that weirdo with the long fluffy scarf? So having said all that, I, my vote is for the man who had the robot dog. Tom Baker. Oh, vote for Tom Baker. Uh, Tim. <laughs> you know, I understand everybody liking Tom Baker. And, you know, a long time ago when I would talk obsessively about Doctor Who to the people that didn't care uh, when I was working at PetSmart, they would say, oh, yeah, I remember that guy with the scarf and the curly hair. I thought his run was too long on Doctor Who. Honestly, I kind of thought that he was more of a takeoff of Patrick Troughton's doctor 
than anything. I mean, the Jelly Babies are good. It's kind of funny, but I didn't really care for him, and I quietly celebrated whenever Peter Davison uh, used the scarf as a uh, way to find his way back to the TARDIS control room when he was trying to find the Zero Room in Castrovalva. Tom Baker just doesn't appeal to me, so I'm going to have to go for whatever the other one was. I can't remember that right now. Remembrance of the Daleks. Yes, that one was mine. I liked Remembrance of the Daleks. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dominic. Uh, Tom Baker is Doctor Who, man. Like, like all this other stuff, this is like modern day. Like, this is a break in time for me where we like the classic Doctor Who versus, like, you know, the new Doctor Who. And I like all the new Doctor Who, but... You know, like, I want a Harry Potter scarf, and I want a Tom Baker scarf. Those, those are the, when anybody asks me if they want to knit me something or make me something, I say, make one of those. And they're like, oh, that's going to take forever. So I say, well, if you really love me and you want to make me something, make me that. Like, so Tom Baker. Oh, vote for the Tom Baker scarf. Uh, or Tom Baker. Uh, I have not seen Remembrance of the Daleks. I have never seen a Tom Baker episode of Doctor Who. But I know exactly who you're talking about when you say Tom Baker. That is why Tom Baker gets a vote from me. <laughs> like, literally, I've never seen an episode, but I do did know that the Doctor wore a scarf. As a matter of fact, when I first started watching Doctor Who, I was like, why isn't he wearing a scarf? Because the only thing I knew of Doctor Who was Tom Baker. So I'm going to be voting for Tom Baker. And Juan. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about Remembrance of the Dalek. And as much of the arch villain that, uh, to the Doctor that the Daleks have become, um, I don't really care. Tom Baker, I know that he's a doctor. I've watched episodes of Tom Baker. I've had to force myself a couple of times to finish the episodes of Tom Baker. But um, I, I get it. I appreciate him as a doctor, and um, I'm going to vote for, for Tom Baker. Uh, vote for the doctor, Tom Baker. And we're at our first unknown fight of the evening. It is Karen's pick. It is River Song versus, well, well, Tim, you just said it a second ago, Jelly Babies. Uh, she likes Jelly Babies. I don't know why. Uh, Tim, that's yours. River Song, interesting, as everything with Stephen Moffat is kind of getting overused a little bit. I mean, we have to explore. She is... After all, the only one who knows the doctor's real name, but I mean, Jelly Babies. I carried around a, a, a wax paper bag full of, of um, Sour Patch kids in middle school and offered them as Jelly Babies to kids or to, to other students. I have gotten Jelly Babies and my kids love them to death. They're not really all that good, to be honest with you, but still, uh, Jelly Babies is, even though it's Tom Baker's thing, the master used it in in uh, whatever that episode was he was in. Uh, I can't think right now, but anyway, I like Jelly Babies. We'll go with that one. A uh, vote for Jelly Babies, Dominic. Um, I don't know. I I, I don't even remember. What are the Jelly Babies? Are those a little um, a little Smurf looking things that look like? What they're like they're, what are they're, like, they're like they're like British. Jelly beans, except that they're usually um, a little more sour and maybe a little more sugar coated. Sometimes, well, and some, they look sometimes like babies. Yeah, I've I've had them, and they're 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 gummy. They're basically just cornstarch and 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 uh, corn syrup 
kind of molded into the shape of a baby and they they have like names for these babies and they're like licorice flavored and cherry flavored and strawberry flavored lime and stuff like that i mean they're they're all right I don't even know why I asked. River song, come on! <laughs> I used to walk around saying like, "Spoilers!" Like when I, you know, oh, come on, River song, like the girl from ER. <laughs> a vote river song. A vote for River song. Um, I usually vote for Karen's pick just because Karen's pick is usually pretty obscure, but it seems like everybody knows what a jelly baby is. I love the fuck out of River Song. Sorry. I, I love her, love her, love her. As a matter of fact, I love, what, four episodes ago when she was still, when she wasn't River Song yet? Uh, it, what is it? Let's go kill Hitler. I love her I in that episode. Best. Yeah. That, I love, I love her there. So I've got to vote for River Song. Uh, Juan. I'm voting for River Song. Wifey says she was awesome, and I happen to agree. Um, River Song is, is, is quite cool. And, and, you know, she may, in certain scenes, she looks a little bit older, but she's still kind of hot. I'm not going to lie. So, um, yeah, definitely voting for River Song. A vote for River Song. And contact Alan if you want naked pictures of her. He's got plenty. I don't know where he gets them from. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian. Yeah, well, in that vein, um, what would I rather be licking and sucking right now? Not a jelly baby. And River Song takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Uh, Dominic, this one is yours. This is a weird one. It is the Face of Bo reveal. Uh, for those of you that don't know, the reveal is... Well, there's spoilers. It's Captain Jack. Captain Jack is the Face of Bo. Versus... Mm-hmm. The doctor took out his entire race. Uh, God, that's art. Both of those are obscure and weird. Um, I think the fact that um, the doctor took out his entire race makes him feel like more complex of a character. Like, you know, like he's not just this jolly, happy dude. There's a darkness underneath there. And I think knowing that about the doctor makes him a a better character, so I'm going to go with that. Uh, vote for taking out his entire race. Um, I love the face of Bo reveal. I, I I just love that moment when when Captain Jack is going around going away. And he's like, oh, what? They used to call me the face of Bo. Why? And then everybody goes, what? He's the face of Bo. He's the one that saved the Doctor so many times in the future. I love that shit. So I'm going to be voting for the face of Bo. Juan? Um, well, what was that in the, the episode of The Doctor's Wife where um, the where House says, fear me, I've killed many time lords, and the Doctor says, fear me, I killed them all. That was pretty awesome line. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to vote for it. Took out his whole race. Uh, vote for took out his entire race. Brian? Yeah, partic- you know, it's really cool because the, the, in the longstanding history of The Doctor, He's always sort of had an, a, something of an acrimonious relationship with the other Time Lords, but because he's the doctor, when they need him, he's willing to show up. And so, um, and when they when he shows up, they're usually been like kind of dickish. And so you find out in the end that at one point he shows up and they're extraordinarily dickish, and he's like, "No, fuck you! I'm gonna trap you outside of the universe." so that the rest of the universe may survive. 
I'm gonna say uh, plus I put it on the list, taking out his whole race. <laughs> a vote for taking out his entire race and Tim. Refresh me, taking out his entire oh the face of bow reveal. I'm sorry, I kind of was in on the the Sylvester McCoy and the Cartmel master plan, uh, trying to make the Doctor into a more mysterious figure. It just struck me as, yeah, that's something the Doctor would do whenever we found out that he took out his entire race. I mean, the whole universe versus a couple of billion people, I think that's just something that didn't really surprise me now. When we found out that, that Jack, he said, I'm, you know, first time agent from the Beauchene Peninsula. They call me the face of Bo. I think my wife and I spent the next week texting each other. Oh, my God, Jack is the face of Bo. That was more shocking to me. So I'm going to have to go with the face of Bo reveal. A vote for the face of Bo reveal, but took out his entire race. Is moving on. And we are on to our next fight. Uh, this is a... a, a this is an easy heart one for me because it's bow ties and bow ties are cool versus the master and the master is also really cool. Ah, God damn it. This one sucks for me because I love the fact that he's just like bow ties are cool and he just says bow ties are cool and bow ties are fucking cool now. People out there are wearing bow ties because the doctor fucking said it and that to me... That to me is the, the the most amazing thing in the world. I and I'm I'm not joking. I know young guys who wear bow ties now and, and are hip cool guys who don't really who wouldn't you wouldn't consider Doctor Who fans. Uh, they wear bow ties because the doctor said they were cool, and now now other people think they're cool, and now everybody wears bow ties. Uh, I love you, Master, but I've got to go for bow ties because bow ties are cool. Uh, Juan, bow ties are cool. Um, so. Little bit about me. I was getting. I got remarried in October, right? So I, I had to rent tuxes. My took my son with me to go get our tuxes, and um, I, I was gonna get like the whole straight tie um, with the color matching kind of thing. And my son says, "Daddy, you need to get a bow tie." I was like, "What?" He's like, "Bow ties are cool." <laughs> so bow ties win. Another vote for bow ties, Brian. Um. Yes. Yes. Bow ties are cool. Bow ties have always been cool. Bow ties were cool when the Nation of Islam was scaring the fuck out of all the white people in America wearing <laughs> bow ties. Wow. Bow, bow ties, that doesn't have anything particularly to do with the doctor, except for the fact that the doctor was probably the first person in popular culture who had the balls enough to say it. That's fine. Whereas, in terms of the master, the master. He is, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm an old school Doctor Who fan, and this guy is a villain. Okay, he's not, he's not none of this, you know, redeemable Darth Vader bullshit. Where you know he's a villain, but he started out as a kid and blah 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 blah. Okay, and yeah, so they did this thing later where they did the reveal where he was fucked and turned crazy. On purpose, a, yeah, on purpose. He's he, the. the 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 master is a monster. The, he is, and he is a monster that only exists really in the Doctor Who universe. He is the Doctor's opposite number. And so, while the the bow ties thing is a really cool thing about the current Matt Smith run of of Doctor Who, the master is something that's been really cool about Doctor Who from the beginning. He has just 
you know, he's that guy. He's the he's the opposite of the doctor. He's the guy working in the shadows. And if it wasn't for the doctor, the master would have taken over the universe a millennia ago. So I'm voting for the master. Uh, vote for the master, Tim. All right, Anthony Ainley uh, reported that that he was told to act in that campy manner, but you saw a bit of what he really wanted to be in survival. Uh, I didn't really watch much of Roger Delgado's master. Uh, for, I don't know why Eric Roberts. I just, let's not talk about that whole uh, Dr. Who movie uh, mm-hmm. from 1996, but John Sim, I think he really owned the master. I think the way he did it was, was completely and totally awesome. Now bow ties, they are cool. And I would love to be able to just go out, strut myself wearing one. But the master has been going on since the early 1970s. He is the doctor's best enemy, as he said, in, in the five doctors. The master for the win. Uh, oh, hopefully for the loss. Uh, vote for the master. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Dominic. Which one takes the win? <laughs> this is terrible. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't. I could have swore that bow ties were cool before the doctor said it, but I thought that was cute when he said it. I, I laughed out loud. But I didn't think that was, like, iconic Doctor Who. Like, I thought maybe if it was Fezzes, I'd vote for Fezzes because Fez. that became, like, that became crazy. Like, everybody was wearing a Fez at Comic-Con. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. The Master was awesome. Like, that was, like, the first time that I watched an episode of Doctor Who where I didn't think he was going to make it out, like, the way that was going, I thought that was—I thought it was going to be over. Like I thought that was the end of the series or something. So I want to go with the master because that was some crazy shit. And the master is always crazy because he's about as badass as a doctor. So yeah, we'll go with the master. And the master takes the win. The master is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Juan, this one is yours. It is Trial of a Time Lord, which I'm assuming is an episode versus the Hot Companions. Well, I'm not really familiar with the Trial of a Time Lord. I think it's one of the old series. That's a Tom Colin Baker, Baker series. Was it Colin, Colin Baker? It was. It was Colin or Colin. I don't know how you pronounce it. But anyway, uh, yeah, it was. In fact, it was an entire season. Um, okay. Three or four different serials. Really. But it was an entire season. Oh, it's the one where they where the where the where they get him back to Gallifrey and they basically start trying to try him for stealing the TARDIS and all the stuff that he's been doing, even though they don't want him to do it. Yeah. And the, and the Valyard and, and everything like that. Yeah. That was, that was him. That was that, that one. Yeah. You see, I didn't really like a lot of the interactions of the doctor with the rest of the time Lords. They all kind of seemed pretty weird. Um, like either they were running a HQ, sending him help or they were, you know, yelling at him for something. Um, I, I, the Hot Companions, you know, yes, David Tennant was my first doctor, and that's what kind of got me watching the show, but it wasn't just about David Tennant. It was also about Billy Piper, or however you say her name, um, and then Ajima Freeman, or however you say her name. <laughs> um, they're all really Hot Companions, and, and I, I enjoyed watching them just as much as I did the doctor, so I'm going to vote for Hot Companions. Uh, vote for Hot Companions. Brian? Um, I like how I once again begin with an um. Yeah, you know, I, I, I really did enjoy, I really have enjoyed watching Doctor Who over the years. I I, I, I would consider myself uh, a, an actual Whovian. Um, but one Ooh, of the things fancy. that... Yeah, well, one of the, th- one of the things that's kept me coming back 
for 30 plus years is the fact that the doctor has hot companions. Yeah. Even the, and so, you know, t- trial of the time Lord has, didn't get me to watch as much, uh, doctor who as, uh, as Sarah Jane and Leela and Romana and second Romana and canine. And, um, <laughs> Well, you think Canine's hot? I think yes. he's. I think he has a sleek, efficient, futuristic, <laughs> and economic design. <laughs> You're including the Canine with the hot companions. Yeah, yes. I know, right? Okay. Yeah. But well, you know what? Okay, he was about as hot as I was as something male was going to get standing next to Leela, who was had basically no clothes on and a knife. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so it, yeah, the hot companions. They're just, you know, I, it, it's, it, I know it's, it's, it's bordering on sexist and, but it's one of the things that made the show as a whole fun. So there you go. I'll vote for hot companions, Tim. Oh, my wife is listening to this show right now. So hello. Love you, babe. Um, you're hot and, and, and everything, but okay. Let me go with Zoe from the second doctor. Uh, Liz Shaw, Sarah Jane Smith, uh, Leela, um, Romana, uh, Tegan, Javanka, uh, all those Price other people. Ooh, Perry, Ooh, Perry, yo, Perry, Tegan, Ooh, Perry Brown, Perry Perpigillian Brown, even though she was probably the most annoying companion with the most terrible American, fake American accent ever. My God, that bikini thing to a 12 year old was awesome. Yeah, um, Trial of a Time Lord sucked. I just put it in there because I don't know why, but Hot Companions, oh my god, yes, Hot Companions. Love you, babe. A vote for Hot Companions. Uh, Dominic. Um, I'm, 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 I want to say it, and I know you guys are mad because you guys all said Hot Companions, but I never thought any of the companions were that hot. I, I mean, if we're going to talk Doctor Who, then yeah, they're hot on Doctor Who, but there's hot women in the world. Come on, there's, there's very, very beautiful, hot, sexy women in the world. The companions are hot because you're there's the dude running around the whole time and he's fighting aliens, and that's the only girl on the screen. But I don't, yeah, I don't know. But compared to that other episode, I'm going to go with hot companions because the companions are cool. Anyway, I'm going to go with hot companions because everybody else did. A vote for <laughs> hot companions. Um. I, too, will be voting for Hot Companions, but I will speak for the, the females in the audience that are going, but what about the guys? Uh, let's go uh, Rory, uh, Mickey, and Captain Jack as Hot Companions, because those dudes are hot, too. Uh, and you know, I, If we're going to do that, let's go back to Jamie, uh, Adric, um, that android thing. I don't remember <laughs> what his name was. He was in, like, one episode. But, yeah, those are also some other guys that, that for their time, were probably attractive. Yeah, and, and canine. And canine. And canine. <laughs> Can't forget canine. And, uh, Dominic, you live in California. Do you live in L.A.? No, Northern California. Northern California. Still, California has a lot of pretty people. You guys are spoiled there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's what I- Dominic, I'm going to ask you to, uh, when you get home, to uh, yeah, Google Perry Brown and Perry Brown and, yeah, look for, and look for and look for images. The third images that came up for Google on me. If that's not hot to you, you really are like <laughs> fucking spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, we're, okay, we're going for right. the, the Perry and her bikini scene. And, that, and that's on the no, list. We'll talk about we're, not we're not there yet. We're not I there yet. I know we're not, but I mean, if you've got time and you're near a computer, go Google it on YouTube right now yeah. because you will just be so excited. Anyway, <laughs> all right, all right. Hot companions making it through. Um, we are such who dorks. Who <laughs> <laughs> dorks? Uh, Brian, this one is yours. It is fish sticks and custard versus Alonzi. What the hell is Alonzi? Alonzi. It's, it's what uh, Tenet would shout all the time. <laughs> Alonzi, Alonzo. <laughs> Well, see, uh, then I'm going to vote for Fish, Sticks, and Custard because I had no idea he was shouting that all the time. So, plus Fish, Sticks, and Custard, it's kind of cute. And of the two, Fish, Sticks, and Custard. I'll vote for Fish, Sticks, and Custard. Tim? Fish, Sticks, and Custard is pretty awesome. Gotta gotta love it. But I still, to this day, tell my boys, allons-y whenever I'm trying to get them to go somewhere. And it's, you know, I was laid off in 2009, spent six months with my younger one, and that's pretty much what I said all the time to him when I wanted him to go somewhere. So I gotta go with Alonzi. Uh, vote for Alonzi. Uh, Dominic? I, I think that... I, I had to look up Alonzi, so that tells you where, I'm, where I am with that one. But Sticks and Custard was like when you realized that Matt Smith was gonna be awesome as a doctor, man. That was like... Well, you were like, what? What is this dude talking about? And you just, you just went on a ride with him, man. So I'm going to go with Fish, Sticks, and Custard because I thought it was a cool line at the time. Uh, vote for Fish, Sticks, and Custard. Ah, difficult, difficult, difficult. I do like Allons-y because I like saying it with a with a pseudo-French accent and, and shitty French accent. Um, I liked listening to the story about Matt Smith actually eating Fish, Sticks, and Custard because people will come up to him and go, here, we've got Fish, Sticks, and Custard. And I, I actually like the fact that Fish sticks and custard was a was was a joke, and we all found it funny. But it was a way to make the Matt Smith Doctor more alien, and, and it truly is because he eats it and he enjoys it, and there's nothing wrong with it. He's like, "Hmm, this is tasty." When it should be absolutely disgusting. It's a way to to separate him from from the humans that are on the show, make him just a little bit stranger, and 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 that's what I like about fish sticks and custard. And I'm going to be voting for fish sticks and custard, and Juan. Uh, what was it? Uh, swear on something that's important, and they start swearing on fish sticks and custard. I I like that. That's cool. I like that moment. Um, that that they created with Matt Smith. Um, as a doctor with the fish sticks and custard, custard. That's really cool. But you know, um, with my son as well, uh, we we say Alonzi, and it's funny as I'll get out when he tries doing his little fake foo foo French accent, um, to make it sound funny or make it sound like the doctor, and he goes Alonzi. So I'm going to vote for Alonzi because it's cool. I'll vote for Alonzi. But fish sticks and custard are moving on. And we are on to our next fight. Tim, this one is yours. And you've talked about it four times in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's Perry in that bikini versus it's all about the triumph of intellect and romance over brute force and cynicism. Well, Janet told me to vote for the second one. Because apparently you don't like to have to say long things all the time. Um, but <laughs> you put it up against Perry's in that bikini. And very wise of you. Because as a 12-year-old boy sitting there watching Doctor Who on PBS and seeing that go from her toes all the way up to her smiling face. 
again, even though Perry's the most annoying companion that I think I've ever met, that is just, that sticks with me. So, Perry in that bikini. A vote for Perry in that bikini. Uh, Dominic. Did we lose you there, Dominic? Or is he? Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was fun. I said, okay, I Googled it. Perry in the bikini. Uh, it doesn't even matter. I, I, I like it when my Doctor Who is complex and whatever that that other one sounds complex and, and deep or whatever, but I also like Doctor Who when it's silly and fun. So um, I don't know. I watched that Perry in the bikini with the sound off because I was at work, and it looked like I was watching porn. So that was a little weird. <laughs> But other than that, I'm going to go with that because that was so random. (laughs) (laughs) A vote for Perry in the bikini. I will be voting uh, for It's All About the Triumph of Intellect and Romance over Brute Force and Cynicism because that's what the Doctor is about. Uh, He doesn't use guns almost ever. He he very rarely uses weapons. He uses intimidation and fear, but he doesn't actually hit anybody in the face or anything. He just threatens them, and they stop doing what they're doing. He uses his brain, and he is a romantic, and I am too, so I'm going to be voting for that. Uh, Juan? I am going to voice the same opinion. You know, I strongly agree with the uh, use of intellect and romance over brute force and cynicism. So that's where my vote is going. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Brian. Which one are you voting for? I'm going to vote for the one that I put on the list. It's all about the triumph. Plus, I don't know if any of you guys ever saw the cold open that uh, Craig Ferguson did. Yeah, uh, when when Matt Smith was his guest on 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 the uh, on his on his late show, but that's a direct quote that he used from the song and the production number that he put on. And so, besides the fact that that's just exactly what Doctor Who is about, the fact that there's a little song and dance number out there on the web of people doing brute force and cynicism gestures with their hands while while Daleks and, and people in spacesuits are dancing around in the background. That's hilarious to me. And uh, I, I always go for what makes me laugh first. So there you go. But Perry in the bikini was Perry hot. The bikini is hot, but, it, but, but see if it had been Tegan in the bikini, it would have been a tough choice for me. But oh, Perry in the bikini yeah. is, you know... Because cause that American accent was pretty awesome. Pretty awful. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Anyway, it's all about the triumph of bru- intelligence and romance over brute force and cynicism. Uh, it moves on, and we are on to our next fight. This is the hardest fucking fight in the first round, and I'm pissed that it ended up this way. That's Dominic, awesome. this one is yours. It is Matt Smith versus the episode known as The Doctor's Wife. What, what was the first one? Matt Smith. Ooh, that's hard. That is really, really hard. As much as I love... The, doc, the Doctor's Wife is the one where they're saying Doctor Who the whole time at the end, right? Uh, no, right? no, no. The Doctor's Wife is when the TARDIS actually is embodied in a, in a hot... Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, that's even worse. Yeah. Um, this was the one that, written by Neil Gaiman. That's the Neil Gaiman one, right? Neil Gaiman, too. Yeah. I love Matt Smith. And I know that Matt Smith's going to win, so I'll vote for Neil Gaiman as a comic book fan. There um, you go. A vote for the doctor's wife. Ah, this so sucks. This sucks so much because what I loved, what I love about Matt Smith 
is the fact that he is extremely alien. If you watch him, fish sticks and custard, the fact that he doesn't want to fuck Amy, the fact that when Amy's like, hey, I want to fuck you, he looks at her like she's a fucking dog that's trying to hump his leg. <laughs> and she's an amazingly beautiful girl, but that's how he looks at her. And yeah, he, but he was an idiot in that bit. It doesn't matter. It's 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 just what what he brought to the doctor is something different than what Tennant and Eccleston and I don't know about anybody else, but it, it was it was so different. He was so weird, and, and but he's still human. Well, he still seems human, but he's not. He's actually an alien, and and that's what I like about Matt Smith. But the doctor's wife is a fucking badass episode. It's the epi- the only episode that's got me real real close to crying. So I'm going to have to vote for the doctor. Oh, but God damn it, the doctor's wife doesn't work with Eccleston. It doesn't work with any other doctor. It has to be Matt Smith, or or, or I don't think the episode works. Shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to vote for Matt Smith. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Uh, Juan. Uh, yeah, I'm like in the same predicament. I, I'm a huge Neil Gaiman fan. I love all, all of his work. Can't say I've read all of his books, because I'm short a couple of them, but I really enjoy a lot of his work, and I was super excited to see the episode of The Doctor's Wife, and then it didn't even let me down a little bit. It actually kicked it up even higher than what I thought it was going to be. Um, it's probably one of my favorite episodes um, of Doctor Who ever. <clears throat> but, you know, you're right. It doesn't work if it's not Matt Smith. It, you can't just insert some other doctor into that episode and make it work. Um, and I have been super excited um, to watch all the episodes of Matt, Matt Smith, and I've gotten closer to you know, breaking a tear out on a couple episodes of Matt Smith than I have on some of the other ones. And I don't know, I guess that counts for something, you know, feeling that emotional connection with a character on the TV screen. So um, I'm also going to vote for Matt Smith. Another vote for Matt Smith. Brian. Oh, yeah. Uh, Matt Smith is actually one of the things that I am enjoying most about this. um, Oh, sorry. The the most recent uh, series of Doctor Who. I, I agree with what you said about him and all the positive things that other people have said about him. And as, as, as I like my doctors goofy because I cut, even though Pertwee was my uh, first doctor, I cut my teeth on uh, Tom Baker and he was pretty goofy. And so my anticipation of what I like best about the doctor is when the doctor, he's a little off the beam. The people around him look at him and say, you're not quite thinking in the same way that we are. And it's not like you're the super smarter, which you are. It's obvious you're weird. And and, and I have to say he's the weirdest doctor. I think since, uh, since Baker, maybe, um, yeah, that guy. So I'm going to still with, uh, Matt Smith. I'll vote for Matt Smith and Tim. Yeah, it's hard. I don't know. Matt Smith, I like Matt Smith. I constantly use his, uh, you know, does, has anybody ever told you you're weird? They never actually stop, quote, whenever everybody tells me I'm weird. The Doctor's Wife is a good episode, but like everybody else has said, it couldn't exist without Matt Smith. I mean, Matt Smith made the episode, so I got to go with Matt Smith. A uh, vote for Matt Smith. Uh, I can change my vote back real quick to Doctor's Wife, but Matt Smith is a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester McCoy, that's who it was. Yes. I think, yeah. 
He was pretty. My he doctor. Was, well, he was pretty. He was pretty dorky too. And I, I like, I like the fact that, that he's he's a weird guy who who is actually he's when when you grow up a dork, you know, and you're undervalued as a dork. A show about the dork that is smart enough to save the universe on a regular is is a great, greatly appealing. We have the longest first round. <laughs> this is why we don't do Doctor Who. Very <laughs> <laughs> long. The sheer awesomeness creates a time warp. It does. Uh, well, uh, but we've only got two more fights in the first round. This one is mine. It is Omega versus the Stephen Moffat Doctor Who. Um, I'm gonna vote for Stephen Moffat Doctor Who. Not because I think it's better than Omega, but because I don't know Omega at all. Uh, so I'm going to have to vote for Stephen Moffat, Doctor Who. Uh, Juan? Uh, I am also going to vote for Stephen Moffat, Doctor Who. More, a more Moffat love, Brian. I'm going to vote for Omega. Omega was, you know, the, uh, the first rogue time lord, at least, in I remember in continuity. And, uh, he was basically the first inkling that there weren't everything with the Time Lords wasn't all bright and sunny and perfect, which I think is part of what makes Doctor Who great. So I'm voting for Omega. Uh, vote for Omega. Uh, Tim? Yeah. With uh, Stephen Moffat had some good episodes. I don't think he's doing absolutely fantastic as a showrunner. And quite honestly, in the continuity without Omega, you could not have the Time Lords, because he was the stellar manipulator who created the black hole that powers the Time Lords' time travel capacity. I don't know if that still works now after the Doctor killed everybody, but yeah. that's the way it was back in the uh, day when the Time Lords were running around. Omega, without him, there could be no Doctor Who, so gotta go with Omega. Okay, Omega, Omega. Omega. Yeah. Potato, well, potato. They pronounced it Omega in the series. That's okay. true. So it depends on who was t- who was pronouncing it. Yeah, Omega. British or Because they're British. Anyway, it is all tied up. It comes down to you there, Dominic. Which one takes the win? Um, while I'll say that, that, um, that Stephen Moffat's Doctor Who is not perfect, it is easily more... Easy, it's easier to digest as a story and an overlying art to watch and then be happy at the end when the when the conclusion of the actual series comes back together. Um, everything about Stephen Moffat, when it comes to him writing something, freaking bravo, sir. So I'm going to go with Stephen Moffat because he's made Doctor Who, which was good, better. Uh, vote for Moffat Who, and Moffat Who moves on. We are in our last fight of the first round. I just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's an unknown fight. It's Juan. This one is yours. I got this from Jared just a little while ago. Okay. It is Madman with a Box versus something we have not spoken a single thing about, but it is probably the only thing that has been there from the beginning till today. The theme song. Ooh. I like the theme song. I like the way that it's changed. Um, I like the current theme song probably the best. It's more dramatic and um, has lots of different aspects to it that I that I enjoy. Um, but I am I, I've become really fond of the term. I'm a madman with a box. Um, 
or that he's a madman with a box. I like that a lot. So I'm going to vote for madman with a box. Uh, vote for madman with a box, Brian. Um, yeah, I'm I'm addicted to theme songs. Doctor Who's <laughs> theme song is one of the theme songs I'm primarily addicted to. I even love the fact that there's a mashup of the Doctor Who theme song with Rock and Roll by Gary Glitter. So I can walk around, Doctor Who, hey, Doctor Who, Doctor Who, hey, Tardis, <laughs> Doctor Who, hey. So, yeah, the theme song. I love that song. I'll vote for the theme song, and I know what the exit music's going to be, right, Mike? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Tim. Madman with a box. Yes, he is a madman with a box. Yes, he is crazy. The theme music, when I heard, when uh, that's just always been something that that always intrigues me, especially back in the uh, William Hartnell, Patrick Troughton, John Pertwee days. Whenever it was the BBC Radiophonic Orchestra, which consisted of a guy sitting at a keyboard uh, punching a, uh, a few macro buttons or whatever it was. Uh, you know, uh, I I love that theme song. It's it's. I used to have a compilation of it, ten minutes long, every Doctor Who theme song up until the nineteen ninety six movie. We don't mention that. Um, and whenever the new series came out in two thousand five, and I sat down, I watched it. I jumped for joy whenever I heard that they kept it pretty much as it was, and I loved that theme song. I'm a bit disappointed that the unknown wasn't Davros because I should have put that in there, but I got to go with the theme song. Another vote for the theme song, Dominic. Um, I think before Doctor Who became popular, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's popular now as opposed to before, um, we always had the theme song. We had the TARDIS and the theme song. So Doctor Who was the TARDIS, the theme song, first and foremost. And then it became the scarf. So I'm going to go with the theme song because it defines, you know, like when you're walking around, you can, you know, hum the theme and, you know, like when you're excited making popcorn before you watch an episode, you can hum the theme. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the theme song. I'll vote for the theme song. I will quickly vote for the theme song just for the simple fact that it's like 15 seconds. <laughs> I mean, granted, there is a much longer version of it, but it's literally like 15 seconds. Do, 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 and it, do, 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 do. And that's it. Let's start the fucking show. And I love the fact that it's very brief. They show you that, that, that Matt Smith and, you know, everybody else or whoever is, they show the names, they get on with it. And I love that. So I'm going to vote for the theme song. Theme song is moving through. And we will be back, maybe, after this break. <laughs> Hear ye, hear ye, this gathering of the Geek Fight Space Tribunal is called to order, with I, the Honorable Abraham Space Lincoln, presiding. With me are Sir Stephen Hawking. Let's do this it. I got a roll. Get it? Roll. Just because I have advanced degrees in physics, it doesn't mean I can't make a joke. And Biff Tannen. And McFly! Okay, so why have you petitioned this space tribunal for a space appeal? Well, your honors, uh, new evidence has come to my attention regarding the case of Nicolas Cage versus Kurt Russell. Butthead. Now, Biff, let's hear the space evidence before we pass space judgment. Yeah, hurry it up. Two broke girls is starting soon. 
Cat Dennings is hot. I love them big girls. Yeah, me too. Um, well, I was surfing the internet, and I came across some disturbing information that could have changed the outcome of the battle uh, had it been you know, mentioned during the fights. It, it turns out that King Tut's penis is missing. Someday you'll pay my wife! What does that even mean? Um, okay, uh, continue. It seems when the mummy was first shown in the 20s, uh, it still had its penis. But uh, when it was examined again in uh, 1969, the, uh, the royal member was missing. And? I, I propose that the time-traveling Time Lord immortal vampire Nicolas Cage actually went back in time to 1969 and stole the penis. Well, you call it butthead, butthead. No one is calling you a butthead. I'll call Tannen a butthead if he doesn't knock it off. Order, order, I fail to see the space significance of the space penis. That's what your wife said. Uh, well, I, I think it's obvious. Nicolas Cage was locked in heated battle with King Tut's asshole in the final round. Uh, during a break in the action, he jumped through time, stole the penis, returned to the present, and then used the penis's awesome might to defeat King Tut's asshole, possibly by blocking it with the penis and preventing any more of the Elvis impersonator Kurt Russells to shoot out. That is some crazy shit. You're supposed to be in Switzerland, you little son of a bitch! Cannon, shut up! You aren't making any space sense! Okay, sure. That works for me. Magic penis for the win. Can we go now? Now let's not take this lightly. A geek fight space verdict is a legally binding space decision derived from intelligent space debate among an expert panel to overturn requires the most serious thing. I am not sure the space penis is significant enough to warrant such a space act. That's what she said. Ah, uh, that's about as funny as a screen door on a battleship. Okay, fine. Appeal denied. Him out of here. I'm sorry, Mr. Ortiz. It is the space judgment of this, of this space tribunal that the outcome stands as space is. Uh, well, I most strenuously disagree. I will abide by the tribunal's decision. Thank you for hearing me out. Space! You are welcome, good sir. Keep fighting the geek fight. Say hi to your mom for me. Dude, that's cold. You know my mom's dead. And we're back, doing what we do every week, coming at you with geek cred. Uh, very little geek spite in this one. Alan, what is your geek cred, sir? First of all, my geek cred is that I'm such a fucking nerd that I'm on here doing geek cred when I'm not even on the fucking show. And why am I not on the show? I have no fucking idea. I'm only the biggest Doctor Who fan on the fucking planet. How did I get here? I'll tell you how I got here. I built my own time machine. It's called the retardus. That's right. I invented, I invented my own word, retardus. I built it out of old Pabst Blue Urban 12-pack boxes, and it runs off of Country Club malt liquor. I'm going through time, motherfuckers. Oh, hey, hey, check this out. R2 says you're all a bunch of fucking jackasses.
Retardus, activate! Your geek cred, sir. Um, I don't know. I saw one of those um, online surveys today with uh, Geek So Sexy, and it was asking, you know, what kind of geek are you? Internet geek, movie geek, music geek. And I saw a few people were saying all of the above, which is kind of where I feel I should have put in there because I like I geek out about a lot of different things. So, you know, I'm all over the place. I like playing music. Uh, I DJ a little on the side. And uh, I'm raising my little Jedi, you know. So, cool. More on you. Mr. Brian Townsend, uh, fresh off of your deathbed, what is your geek cred, sir? Um, yeah, well, besides you know, possibly being known to uh, some of your listeners as Dr. Dr. Jungle Bunny, the black man who does not want to travel through time, um, in terms of, Doctor Who, I've been watching the show since around 74, maybe 75, um, maybe 76. Anyway, and in order to watch the show in the United States where I lived, I couldn't watch it on PBS like all of you slackers and Johnny-come-latelys. I actually had to pick up a UHF signal on my, on my non-cable television from Canada because the show was being broadcast on Channel 32 in Ontario, which is right across the river from Detroit. So, you know, all you guys who got to see it in crystal clear VHF, UHF on your PBS stations, huh, I say bye to you. You don't love Doctor Who. I love Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, Tim? I took a quiz on Facebook one time, and it said that I was Dr. Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang Theory. I think that says enough. All right. And Dominic. <laughs> I don't think I'm as nerdy as anybody on this panel. No. Um, my geek cred is I used to watch Doctor Who on a black and white TV on PBS or whatever, public broadcasting, and nobody knew what the hell I was talking about when I'd come to school and talk about that show. Um, and all kinds of other nerdy shit. You know, I, I like, I go to Comic Con, I don't. You know, I'm sci-fi, everything. So, you know, I'm a nerd, dude, and I'm raising a five-year-old nerd. So, awesome. there you Holla. go, second generation. Second generation. Holla. <laughs> anyway, that's our panel. Let's jump right back into the fights. I'm now looking at my brackets, and I realize I didn't write anyone's name in on the next fight. <laughs> we, and you and we're and the laugh is because there was like a 20 minute gap there where uh, we were just fucking around for a little while. So I should have done it then. But anyway, jumping right back into the next fight, Brian. This one is yours. It is Sarah Jane Smith versus the TARDIS. Wow. Um. Well, this is kind of tough. For me, because I love them both. But uh, I guess I'm going to give uh, Sarah Jane some love. I mean, I like the TARDIS, and I think that the TARDIS is is essential element overall. But I still feel that it's been losing ground in terms of it being a characterization, except for the Doctor's Wife, which is 
something I think was necessary because the TARDIS has been slipping over the decades. Whereas, you know, Sarah Jane was still Sarah Jane, and even though you might not have liked the Sarah Jane adventures too much, she was still pretty awesome. And even though she was older, I could still see why I had fell in love with, fallen in love with her when I was a kid because she was just so cool. And um, this is some uh, Liz Slade love. So there you go, Sarah Jane. Uh, vote for Sarah Jane. Um, Tim. I like the TARDIS, but I kind of went from that fifth doctor up to seventh doctor and kept watching those because that's all my PBS station would air. And near the end of Sylvester McCoy, they really didn't show the TARDIS all that much. And what I fell in love with in Castor Valva, the ginormous inside of the TARDIS that just stoked my imagination. It's kind of just become the console room in the new series. And Sarah Jane Smith, I'm sorry, Elizabeth Sladen was still hot. Even in uh, school reunion, so I'm gonna have to go with Sarah Jane. A uh, vote for Sarah Jane Smith. And no, Tim is not on fire. That's just his beard. Oh, <laughs> is it still doing that thing? Yeah. All right, uh, Dominic. Uh, as much as Sarah Jane was a great companion, and that's what I, I've all you know, the small sampling that I had of her. Um, the TARDIS is Doctor Who, and this is the best of Doctor Who. And I think the TARDIS should move on. It is bigger on the inside, gentlemen. Uh, vote for the TARDIS. Um, yeah, I, I, I like I like Sarah Jane, but um, like I said, there's only a couple episodes that I've seen her in. Uh, the TARDIS is in every episode, and the fact that it appeared one night in my neighborhood, right around the corner from where I'm recording right now, uh, I've got to vote for the TARDIS just for that. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Juan. Which way are you voting for? Hmm. Interesting. Um, Sergeant said was cool and stuff, and I like the way that when she made butter in for the cameos. I never really saw her um, show that was on her own. Uh, but, um, yeah, the TARDIS is, you know, the Doctor's companion, the ultimate companion. Because without the TARDIS, then he's just kind of hanging around in one place. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with the TARDIS. A vote for the TARDIS. And the TARDIS is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Uh, Tim, this one is yours. It is the most feared slash loved man in the universe versus David Tennant. David Tennant. Enough said. A vote for Tennant. Uh, Dominic. Uh, I forgot. Did Matt Smith win? Yes, he did. Okay. Well, then David, T- David Tennant should win because David Tennant was easily better than Matt Smith before Matt Smith. And I don't like saying a lot of words and I like complex stuff. I don't know. David Tennant. A vote for David Tennant. Uh, I think I'm going with the most feared slash loved man in the universe. Uh, Brian. I'm oh, sorry. Juan. Word. Um, word. Complicated word. Um, some more words. And um, most feared loved man in the universe. Uh, vote uh, for the most feared slash loved man in the universe. And Brian, all tied up. Coming down to you. Uh, most feared beloved slash man in the universe because Doctor Who is more than David Tennant, even though Doctor Tennant, uh, David Tennant is a really good Doctor Who. A vote for feared and loved. 
And Dr. Tennant goes down. And we are on to our next fight. Dominic, this one is... Wait. I'm going to pause for a second. Just so I can do this. It's going to be magical. Everybody gets to hear this. This magical switch. Yellow. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> Sorry, just switching Lon back onto the call. Uh, oh, and that didn't fry my recording. Anyway, Dominic, this fight is yours. It is his enemies versus regeneration. Okay. Um, I, I could, I don't know. As much as I like regeneration and it's given us cooler doctors and different doctors and weird doctors and funny doctors and ugly doctors and skinny doctors and old doctors, his enemies are, are what define what makes the show awesome. So I'm going to go with his enemies. A vote for his enemies. Um, his enemies are, you know, I, I I never I never really think about the Doctor's enemies as being what makes me love Doctor Who because as, as we said before, it's all about the triumph of in, intellect and romance over brute force and cynicism. So it's almost not about the the physical enemies that he comes up against, and and they're cute and they're okay. Um, but I like the fact that. Regeneration means that the doctor could come back as a, a black lady. He would come back as an Asian dude. He would come back as a midget. He would come back as anything. The possibilities are endless. And, and the Do we have ev any evidence he'll come back as anything other than a white male, though? Uh, no. he, he's actually no. said yes. He said it several times. Oh, I'm a guy again. He said, he's made reference that, oh, I'm not a female. As a matter of fact, that's how Matt Smith came into the world. He's like, no boobs. I guess I'm a, I'm a male. So, yes, the doctor can be something other than a white male, a British white he male. He keeps uh, talking about wanting to be a ginger, too. Yes, he does talk about wanting to be a ginger. So, there. Uh, Juan? Uh, I'm going to go with regeneration, because I think I put that one on the list. I like that one. I'm going to vote for the thing I put on the list. Uh, okay, uh, Brian? Hey, 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 hey. Why you got to question my logic? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it's geek logic, dude. Somebody puts a dog in there, uh, you know, with the hot companions. You want to say something because I've picked it? I'm not even the first one to say it, man. Come on. I'm just picking on you. Anyway, Brian? <laughs> yeah, you know, I was I was going to vote for um, uh, the enemies, but... Then Damon, he said, come back as a woman. And then the idea of, of Doctor Who coming back as River Song is really doing really terrible things to me right now. So I'm going to vote for Regeneration. <laughs> a vote for Regeneration and Tim. Yeah, I have to go with his enemies. I mean, the Master killed him off. The Well, killed him, changed him from Tom Baker to Peter Davison, which I was very grateful for. And... So on and so forth. The Ronnie from Colin Baker to Sylvester McCoy, and I. Sorry, I got to go with the uh, with the the enemies. A vote for his enemies, but regeneration is moving on. It's regenerating again. Uh, we are on to our next fight. It is Tom Baker versus River Song. Um. I, 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 once again, never seen a Tom Baker episode. I think I've seen a couple pictures of Tom Baker as the Doctor. Uh, River Song is awesome. River Song is cool. Um, I'm actually kind of disappointed that they actually had a payoff for what River Song is. 
And I'm not saying that it was it was bad. It wasn't bad. It was a good episode, and and you find out all this stuff. And I'm not going to spoil it for those of you that haven't seen it yet. But there's a payoff for River Song, and your expectations are always so much more than what they can give you. That's why the the finales of things like Lost or uh, Battlestar Galactica are, are so they're they're underwhelming. Uh, so. I think I, I, here I'm going to be voting for Tom Baker just because it's Tom Baker. Juan? Hello, sweetie. I think I want to go with um, River Song. I just like a lot of the different aspects of the storyline and how they keep how they work how they're working her into the current episodes. So I'm going to go with River Song. I'll vote for River Song, Brian. I'm going to vote for Tom Baker because a lot of what people really dig nowadays is the stuff that's going on in the nearest new series more power to that but everything that i really loved about the original series was pretty much encapsulated by tom baker who played the doctor longer than anybody else so all the hot companions the tardis the villains a lot of that stuff was going on under canine 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 and sarah all of that canine and all of that was going on during Tom Baker. And so I really grew to love the character. K-9. K-9, during during Tom Baker. And so much so that I could even put up with the uh, with the movie Doctor Who, with the guy who we will not mention in the Wild Bill Hickok, Hickok outfit. So if it hadn't, even though I'm really kind of pleased with a lot of the stuff that they're doing now, if it hadn't been for, for Tom Baker and his quirky jelly baby eating scarf wearing, running around with a dog, floppy hat, curly hair, big hook nosed kind of asshole ish performance, I probably wouldn't be watching the show now. Uh vote for Tom Baker. Tim. Tom Baker I just didn't get into him. PBS when I started watching him wasn't showing him, I guess, because they ran like every episode of Tom Baker ever and ran out of money to buy anymore. They really only showed John Pertwee and then Peter Davison on up to Sylvester McCoy and then back again. Um, Tom Baker kind of annoyed me after a while. I mean, he was, he was just too much of an asshole in real life and on the show. Uh, River Song, while she doesn't intrigue me all that much anymore, I still like her better than Tom Baker, so I'm going River Song. Uh, vote for River Song. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Dominic. Which one takes the win? Dominic, did you die? Are you alive? Man, I'm sorry. <laughs> you it again? I wanted to chew, and I didn't want to chew in your ear. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, River Song versus Tom Baker. So, like, Ah man, Tom Baker is Doctor Who. If this is about Doctor Who, River Song is like like an extra character. I love River Song, everything about River Song, but Tom Baker is Doctor Who, and this is about the best of Doctor Who. <laughs> so Tom Baker takes it, and Tom Baker takes the win. Well said, Seth. Well said. We are on to our next fight, Juan. This one is yours. It is. Took out his entire race versus the master. The master kind of annoyed me um, as a as a bad guy kind of thing. Um, 
But then it, I, I only had the experience at the last one where they broke out with uh, Timothy Dalton as the guy that said made him get messed up in the first place. Um, I didn't really like it all that much. He annoyed me. I think I said that already. So I'm going to go with took out his entire race. I'll vote for took out his entire race. Brian. Um, I'm going to go with took out his entire race. I haven't, I, you know, I wasn't overly pleased with the, the current portrayals of the master. I liked him when he was air, uh, Eric Jacoby or whatever it is. Cause old and he was creepy. And that's what the master should be for me. Now that he's this young asshole running around screaming at shit, it just he's just kind of annoying, and he's not as he's not like a shark, which is what the master should be for me. Whereas took out his entire race, I still, even though it wasn't a surprise, I still think that's just totally and completely cool, cooler than bow ties. So took out his race. A vote for took out his entire race. Uh, Tim, the doctor did what the master always wanted to do, which was kill everybody and everything. But I still like the master, so I'm going with the master. I'll vote for the master. Dominic? Uh, I like the master, but took out of the entire race. Seems more more gravitas. There we go. We're going to go with took out of the entire race. I'll vote for taking out his entire race. And, um, it's funny because people talk about this current incarnation of the Master and they're talking about the last time you saw him, which which was very kind of iconic and it was it was there in your face. But you forget, uh, was that the, that was the Martha season. That was the Martha season where the Master came back. And the Master was running shit from the beginning of the episode, beginning of that season to the end of that season. You had no idea he was the Master. And and he's in episodes. If you go back and watch, he's on he's on You're billboards. Right, he's right, on yeah. papers. He runs shit. He is awesome in that. And I will be voting for the master. But took out his entire race is moving on. And we are on to our next fight. Brian, this one is yours. It is Hot Companions versus Fish Sticks and Custard. Hot Companions, baby. I I know what I want in my mouth, and it's not fish sticks and custard. <laughs> Rory? <laughs> well, you can get the custard. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, there hasn't been enough inappropriateness on this episode. Oh, you know, after listening to part of Best Ape, I, I'm pretty sure we, we're, we're, we're all full on fat for the next couple months. Cock. Uh, not cock. No, no. <laughs> well, I just wanted to be, be inappropriate. Oh, that wasn't inappropriate. Uh, you know, start ta- laughing at somebody else being horribly disfigured by an ape, and yeah, <laughs> that's inappropriate. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Tim, it's your vote. I'm sorry, I, I I got distracted by all the inappropriate talk. What was it we're voting on? Oh, Hot Companions versus something else that I don't remember because Hot Companions is going to win. A vote for Hot Companions. Uh, Tim, oh, sorry, uh, Dominic. Fine, I'll be the only one that votes for for custard. I, I just I don't know. Custard stands for like how whimsical the doctor is. It was the weird part. I I, I like the little alien explanation somebody gave before, so I'm gonna go with the custard. I'll vote for fish sticks and custard. And you know, 
if it, if it was if it was Amy, if it was Martha, I mean, if you got specific with which hot companions, I could easily vote for a hot companion. Rory, Captain Jack, like serious, any one of them. You 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 nail it down. And I'll go. Okay, that person was hot, but. I do love the fact that fish sticks and custard is the way they let you know the doctor is alien. Uh, so I'm going to go with fish sticks and custard. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Juan. Which way are you voting? I'm voting for fish sticks and custard. Yay. And I am determined I will be trying that probably in the next week or so. I've decided. Don't do it. I don't think you liked it, though. So maybe you shouldn't do it. It's not a good idea. I'll try one. <laughs> My cousin's kid did it. He loved it, but he's 10. <laughs> well, fish sticks and custard is moving on, and Juan's going to be trying it. I almost want to record that. Anyway, we are on to our next fight. Uh, Tim, this one is yours. It's all about the triumph of intellect and romance over the brute force and cynicism versus Matt Smith. Wow. Um, again, Janet wants me to vote for the long one because... She said you were annoyed by one, but I got to go with Matt Smith. The other one's Craig Ferguson and not something that Doctor Who came up with. So, yeah, it's a principle, but uh, Matt Smith. I'll vote for Matt Smith. Dominic. Uh, I don't know. It sounded like gobbledygook, and then I heard Matt Smith. Matt Smith. <laughs> Another vote for Matt Smith. And, and it's not that I have a problem... With long ones, it's it's when I when they when they um, <laughs> sorry sorry it's, it's when they're goofy when the wording is That's wrong. What she said. Oh. Yeah, see, I wish you hadn't laughed there because I was just waiting. I'm like, okay, I'm going to cut that out and put that somewhere else. <laughs> I'm sorry. They fit so easily inside. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. It does. <laughs> Whoa! What's the yeah? It does. I'm telling your wife. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, okay, that's even weirder. Uh, Matt Smith is my doctor. Uh, even though, even though Tenet was my first, Matt Smith is is the doctor I'm probably going to identify with until the end of time. He's the doctor I actually want to meet. Like Tenet would be cool to meet. I actually like if Matt Smith it was closer than San Diego. I would almost or or when he, they were in New York. I. If I had the means to do it, I would have gone to try and meet Matt Smith. That's how much I like Matt Smith. So I'm going Matt Smith. Juan? I'm going to go with Matt Smith, too. He is um, my favorite doctor so far. Uh, vote for Matt Smith. And Brian? Uh, I'm going with it's all about, because to be perfectly honest, the idea, that's the underlying principle that makes David Tennant's portrayal and Matt Smith's portrayal and Tom Baker's portrayal and any of the other seven or eight people's portrayal is the underlying principle that makes the show cool, that it's all about finding a way to to not be an asshole in a universe full of assholes. So I'm going to give it some love. But Matt Smith is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Dominic, this one is yours. It is Stephen Moffat who versus the theme song. That is very hard. Not really, actually. The theme song is what Doctor Who uh, defines Doctor Who like the frickin' scarf. I'm going with the theme song. I love Stephen Moffat. Love Stephen Moffat, but no. Theme song. I'll vote for the theme song. If it wasn't for Moffat, I wouldn't be watching Who. 
Doesn't matter, though, because the theme song is the fucking theme song. You gotta vote for the theme song, and I am, too. Uh, Juan? I'm voting for the theme song, because it's awesome. <laughs> you didn't need to say that. You need to say it because you like it. It's awesome. Uh, it's awesome. I like it. Brian? The theme song. Yeah. <laughs> and Tim, is it a clean sweep? Um, with a caveat, it can't be one of the new with the BBC Orchestra or BBC Orchestra of Wales or whatever it is. It has to be the BBC Radiophonic Workshop one, you know, like the first to the seventh doctor. But yes, we'll go with the theme song with that caveat. What do you mean? You don't like the one where he says the girl who waited and the. Anyway. No, no, <laughs> no. I like I like the old uh, electronic keyboard. Just one dude sitting there doing all the incidental music, the <laughs> that kind of stuff. I like the old one, but yeah, it's a theme song. And the theme song moves on in a clean sweep. Uh, we are at our first spot for the final four. Look, that first round was so long that the second round is going to go went by like that. Third is going to go by even faster. It is the TARDIS versus the most feared slash loved man in the universe. Uh, that is mine. Um, time and rel- relative dimension in space, right? Isn't that what it's called? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the fact that I know what the fuck TARDIS stands for is the reason I'm going to be voting for the TARDIS. And, and it also includes the doctor's wife and saying, uh, no, 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 I stole you. You didn't steal me. You get, the doctor, the, the TARDIS got a voice in that episode, and I'm using that voice right now, and I love the fuck out of the voice of the, the TARDIS in that episode, so I'm gonna go TARDIS. Uh, Juan. I agree, my friend. I am definitely going with the TARDIS. Brian? Uh, the TARDIS, you know, because it is probably the most iconic thing about the Doctor. Uh, Tim? TARDIS. Dominic, is it a clean sweep? Absolutely clean. Look at that. TARDIS, right into the Final Four, like it should be. Uh, next fight is yours, Juan. It is Regeneration versus Tom Baker. Regeneration. I already talked about it, so Regeneration. Uh, vote for Regeneration. Brian? Yeah, um, love Tom Baker, but Regeneration is the essence of the Doctor. It's why we have everything from, from, from Regeneration. <laughs> 1962 <laughs> was a long time ago. Uh, Tim? It was 1963, actually. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. geeking out on that one. I couldn't. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's like like you said, it's if it hadn't been for regeneration, it would have probably ended in 67 with William Hartnell uh, giving up the role and, and just ending it there. So we have almost 50 years of who thanks to the brilliant concept of regeneration, or as it was called the first time, a rejuvenation. Uh, so, yes, got to go with regeneration. Uh, Dominic? I'm not voting for regeneration because I hate regeneration. Not because of the concept of it, just because 
I mean, somebody got bored with the role or got kicked off the show and now we're getting a new one or people stopped watching The Doctor so they had to get a new dude so they did it over. The behind baseball of what regeneration is and what it means and what it represents is why I'm voting against it. I'm going to vote for Tom. Is it Tom Baker? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm voting for because I like Tom Baker. And when he was leaving, I was like... I voted against the dude that followed him, and I like barely watched that 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 whole series because I was upset that <laughs> Tom Baker was gone, and I, I, I really did not want to watch Matt. I don't want to watch Matt Smith either because David Tennant was leaving. <laughs> so that, that's why I'm voting against poor Tom Baker. I would you wouldn't have had David Tennant if you didn't have regeneration. Amen. See? Sure you would have, because that would have been like the doctor coming back and dude quit, and then they would have been like, oh, we're going to spot over. They would have just done it. They wouldn't have told you. It wouldn't. That's how it worked. You had two Darrens, and there was no regeneration. <laughs> exactly. Was, you just didn't know about it. It was magical regeneration. <laughs> anyway. Um, You're voting for bad storytelling. <laughs> a vote for Tom Baker, a vote against regeneration. Uh, regeneration isn't bad storytelling. I mean, it was it was a convenience of the time when it first came in, but now it it allows the show uh, so much freedom, more freedom than you could possibly imagine. That you can go from Tom Baker and 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 Christopher Eccleston or David Tennant, any of those doctors, and go. That's still Doctor Who. That, that's what regeneration allows it. It it, get, it takes that that thing away from the fans who who go. That's not the real Doctor Who. My the real Doctor Who is Tom Baker. The real Doctor Who is uh, Christopher Eccleston. That that is gone yeah, because, because fans don't do that now. They, yeah, they, nobody says that. I, yeah. you know, nobody says, nobody says they just talk about my Doctor as opposed to the real Doctor. Exactly. They, they, they talk. talk there's all the bullshit. But it still is a level less of bullshit. It is. It is my favorite doctor. It's the same level of bullshit. It doesn't matter. Regeneration into the final four. You fucking asshole. Now you're coming to the episode. <laughs> right? Now you want to chase something. What the hell? Son of a bitch. Turn up the pot. Anyway, on to our next fight. Brian, this one is yours. He took out his entire race versus Fish Sticks and Custard. Um, Fish Sticks and Custard is, 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 is a great bit. Right now, showing just how alien the doctor is, but taking out his entire race is something effective of who the doctor has been throughout the incarnation, creation of the character. He's always been the rebel. He's always been the one person who will stand up against the forces of power and tyranny in the universe, which is why he was so beloved and why he was so feared. In this case, the people that he stood up against was the ultimate power in the universe, the Time Lords, and the ultimate evil in the universe, the Daleks. He basically just took them all out in, in, in order to defend life. And that says more to me about the character than Fish, Sticks, and Cutters, which I think is a good bit, but not that powerful. A vote for took out his entire race. Uh, Tim? Copy and paste what Brian said. All right, copy and pasting it. Uh, Dominic? I'm still going to go fish sticks and custard. You know, like, he was identifying with that little kid, and I think he was trying to, like, diffuse the, the kid's freak out that some dude is, like, standing in her kitchen. And, you know, he, he was also showing that, you know, 
what do you want to eat? You know, I don't know. It's just something about that part that just made me go, I kind of like this dude as a doctor. And, and I, I, I don't know. It's, it's one of those moments that I'll remember. And the thing about the time where I had to go Google to even remember what the hell you guys were talking about at first, because it was just, it was like an okay episode. And I don't know. I'm going to go with fish sticks and custard because it was a much better episode. A vote for fish sticks and custard. Um, I like the sacrifice of taking out his entire race because you can see it every now and again when when he talks about you know Gallifrey and and his people. You can see that longing to be back there and be with them, and he can't because he ended it for the rest of us, and that's kind of kind of fucking awesome that sacrifice that he made. So I'm gonna vote took out his entire race, uh, and Juan. You know, I, I, I like the, the, I guess the cheekiness of fish sticks and custard. Um, I think it's uh, fun, but I definitely think you get more of the idea of what the doctor is with, um, well, at least the, the more serious side of it, of him, uh, with took out his entire race. And I'm, I'm going to vote for took out his entire race. And took out his entire race into the final four, and for the last spot in the final four, Tim, this one is yours. It is Matt Smith versus the theme song. Theme song. <laughs> you, you cannot go wrong with the theme song. I mean, Matt Smith's a good doctor, but I mean, come on, I I, I don't go around tapping Matt Smith on on everything. I, I go around hitting do 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 on the drums or on the truck or whatever and get weird stares. Not so much weird as if I were to tap Matt Smith. I don't know what I was talking about on that one, but we'll go on. Theme song. <laughs> uh, vote for the theme song, Dominic. Uh, the theme song is Doctor Who, man. That's that's it. That's, that's all it needs to really be said, man. The, the theme song is Doctor Who. A uh, vote for the theme song. Uh, God damn it, I love Matt Smith. Um, but it, it, it's the the theme song of a show is one of the most important parts of a television show, and everybody goes, "Oh, that's bullshit." No, it's not because if that's you, bullshit. Thank you, Mike. I still know this. I still know the theme song to the freaking Fall Guy. That's not that bullshit. Yeah. But but it's one of those things where it's the part that you kind of have to watch every week. The story changes every week. The the characters change all the time. But the theme song is always there. And, and if it's annoying, <coughs> Batman. <coughs> I'm starting to get annoyed by the Batman theme. It really it does wear on you after a while. That's and, the animated series. Theme. Yeah, the animated series theme, and and I almost don't want to watch it. But it's one of those it, that the theme song has to be perfect, and the Doctor Who theme is a perfect theme to me. So I'm going to vote for the theme song. Juan, um, I would vote for Matt Smith just out of spite because I don't think he's going to make it through, but that's okay. Um. But I think that if we're going with best of Doctor Who, it doesn't necessarily mean we need to focus on the actors, which we actually haven't, looking at the other ones that made it into the top four, or the final four. So I will go ahead and follow along and say the theme song. Another vote for the theme song. And Brian, is it a clean sweep? Get out the broom, baby. Love that song. It was the big signal 
that uh, I get to spend another 30 minutes geeking out over something that nobody else around me had any idea what the fuck I was talking about. And the theme song is Into the Final Four. We've got the TARDIS versus Regeneration and took out his entire race versus the theme song. And yes, I know right now we are absolutely wrong. And yes, I know Juan's breathing is very loud. <laughs> Stop breathing, Juan. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's totally you. As long as my beard isn't causing fires, I'm fine. Anyway, you know, your beard is no longer causing fires. It is the TARDIS versus Regeneration. Dominic, that's yours. I think my my uh, feelings on regeneration have been been out there, so I want to go with the TARDIS and just move on. A uh, vote for the TARDIS. Ah, this is fucked because I like regeneration. I like that the do- there's more than just the Doctor that regenerates. You've got River Song, you've got uh, the Master, and I'm sure many other uh, Time Lords I've never seen regenerate, but um. The fucking blue box is the shit. I'm going to be voting for the TARDIS. Uh, Juan? I'm going to vote for the box, because the doctor's a madman with a box, so he needs his box. The TARDIS. That's what she said. Uh, Brian? TARDIS. Uh, and, uh, Tim, is it a clean sweep? Yes, because the first episode of Doctor Who I ever watched was... Castrobalva and that spent like probably about the first hour inside the TARDIS and it was just like wow this thing is huge he has to unravel this huge scarf so that he can find his way back to the control room the cloister bell just always brings up fear to me whenever I hear it no matter what so yeah TARDIS and the TARDIS is into the finals what is it going to go up against it is took out his entire race versus the theme song and uh, taking out his entire race is cool. It's not as cool as the theme song. I'm voting for the theme song. Juan? I happen to agree with you. I will also be voting for the theme song. Wow, lots of agreement here. Uh, Brian? I, I have to vote for t- taking out the his entire race because that's the thing that, that represents the character of the Doctor himself in the same way that we went on and on in the Best of Captain America episode. We talked about the fact that Steve Rogers was the best thing about Captain America. The fact that the Doctor is the person that he is, is what makes him important. We wouldn't be watching this show for 30, nearly 50 years if it wasn't a show about a guy who was a hero and that we respected him. And the fact that he was willing to make the sacrifice to separate himself from his race, because there was a whole kind of sub-arc to the entire series in terms of that because in the beginning of the series he had been kicked out he had been he had he had run away he was a rebel he had gone off on his own and he kind of missed being one of the time lords but he was knew that there was stuff going on and he was kind of an outcast and eventually he works his way back into their graces through various episodes through various incarnations where he's actually kind of allowed to come back home He's come back home to the place that he loves. And eventually, then he has to choose to take that thing that he loves as much as anything else, his home, his people, his race, his culture, and he puts that up against the rest of the universe. And he once again chooses the rest of the universe. 
too. That's that's powerful shit. That is why I love the doctor. I don't just love the doctor because of his theme song. His theme song is great, but the fact that he is the guy who is in every instance is willing to make the choice to protect life and quote unquote the lesser races of the universe. That's why I vote for. That's why I'm voting for. Took out his entire race. A vote for took out his entire race, Tim. Uh, that's a very very impassioned speech, but I I still like the theme song. I mean, I don't go around every day thinking about the doctor taking out his entire race and the Daleks and everything. I I go around humming the theme song at least once a day. So I got to go with the theme song. A uh, vote for the theme song, Dominic. <laughs> I wanted to go next so I could just go, you know, that was a great speech. But you're wrong! <laughs> it's the theme song. Theme song. I don't know how to explain it because it's the theme song. A vote for the theme song. It, 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 you know, I, I will say that your speech did did sway me, and had you gone first, you might have swayed other people. Uh, but... The theme song is into the final four, even if I change my vote. <laughs> uh, it was the final four. It's the final. It is the yeah. TARDIS versus the theme song. Uh, Juan, you get to take this one. Wow. Um, well, you know, I, I I think that the TARDIS is probably the best part of the uh, of Doctor Who. Because, you know, the Doctor can't go on all of his adventures and get everywhere he needs to be without the TARDIS. And... The TARDIS shows him and all the other cool stuff that we said about the TARDIS already. So I'm going to vote for the TARDIS. Uh, vote for the TARDIS. Brian. Fuck that fucking song. I'm voting for the TARDIS. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, vote for the TARDIS. Uh, when Brian votes against a theme song. It's really powerful. Wrong. Seriously powerful. Um, Tim. What was that? That's the theme song. That's my vote. Theme song. A vote for the theme song. I'm not going to let you go, Dominic. I'm going to vote. No, I'm not going to vote. Dominic, go ahead. Fine. Well, to reference you, because you told that story about the box and that somebody took the time to move the box so you thought that the doctor was in your neighborhood, it's enough for me to vote for the box because I can't do physical fighting. <laughs> a big blue box lands on a, a boom box and the big blue box wins. So there you go. That's physical fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go for the turn. Oh, go for the <laughs> <laughs> Have you been drinking? What the hell? <laughs> the strangest... Dude, the strangest I'm lost. Well, he voted for the TARDIS. Well, that okay. That worked. And, uh... Because I, the TARDIS could crush a boombox. The TARDIS could... See, you got me. But, or, or could have an entire orchestra playing the theme song inside of it and then eject them into space. See? It works the same way. The TARDIS is amazing. 
the TARDIS is as big as it needs to be, as small as it needs to be, as fast as it needs to be, as strong as it needs to be. Uh, the TARDIS is a perfect, perfect, perfect vehicle. Maybe? Person? Thing? Uh, the TARDIS is the TARDIS. And the fact that you can't define it is the reason why I will be voting for the TARDIS, and the TARDIS is the best thing of Doctor Who. As long as it's not that motherfucking tune. And I love that tune. <laughs> God damn it. You're just you're just sore. No, you, you literally have no idea how amazing it is to have Brian vote against any theme song. It is actually a very, very rare thing for him to go, no, no, it's not the theme song. It's actually kind of crazy. Anyway, <laughs> Thanks for listening. Check out Backlot D for new movie news and lots of contests. For all your DVD needs, check out DVDGeeks.tv. Need Star Trek? Who doesn't? Look no further than Subspace Communicate and their awesome podcast, Life After Trek. If you like audio commentaries, check out the Soulless Minions of Orthodoxy at SoullessMinions.Livson.com. They do uh, all kinds of movies. I, I think Mike's done two of them over there. I was uh, I was on a, a another one with Star Trek Six not too long ago. It's uh Went up a couple of weeks ago uh, by the time this episode uh, came out. And, 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 you know, Brian has a new show. It's called Into the Batcave. I'm on there, too. It's kind of sweet. Special thanks goes out to Karen for being her web presence. Check out what she's doing with uh, Chris Mitchell on the Geek Feist Tumblr. And, of course, Jared Formby for the uh, pimped-out intros he creates. You can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, at HeyStarTrek.net. It's funny. Because Jared has never had anything go this far. No <laughs> and, kidding. And for it to lose in the finals, <laughs> it might kill him. Anyway, <laughs> I like to Well, I, I had your back, Jared. Don't worry. <laughs> I'd like to thank our guests for joining us. Does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Mr. Patino. Uh, check out the book, uh, God Help Me Tie My Shoes, The Sacred Contract of Fatherhood. You can find it on Amazon.com. Um, one of my very good friends and my son's godfather wrote it. It's awesome. All right, all right, all right, Brian. Uh, well, besides the podcast with Damon, I also uh, do commission 3D art. So if you want to check me out, you can go to uh, www.facebook.com slash pages slash the dash fortress dash of dash indolence. Indolence meaning laziness because there's not a whole hell of a lot going on in my life. Well, you know what makes that horrible is if they're lazy, they're not going to remember that last <laughs> The Fortress of Indolence. The Fortress of Indolence. The Fortress of Indolence. With Come on. I'm, I work cheap. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Fortress of Indolence. Uh, Tim. Yes. City of Heroes, it's free to play now. Uh, come on. Join the Guardian server because we can always use more nut, nut balls. And look me up there. You'll find me with any character running around with Charybdis in the name. How do you spell that? Uh, C-H-A-R-Y-B-D-I-S. E-I-S. See? There we go. That's a little... That's an easy name that people can easily (laughs) figure out. (laughs) Yeah, well, most, most people just call me... The liquor or something like I I I lick everybody in the game. That's my thing. So they just call me all kinds. They call me okay. (laughs) Okay. 
Yeah. And Damon doesn't like a long one, so there you go. No, I don't, I don't like them long. I like them nice and short, fat. Uh, <laughs> Dominic. Wow. Um, I'm Espresso Dom on the Internet, man. Like, my Twitter is Espresso Dom, and everything else goes from there. So if you want to keep up with me, that's where I'm at. Rock and roll, Mr. Ortiz. Uh, well, you can find me on the Zod Complex podcast. Uh, looks like we're doing about one a month these days, but uh, a little more often than that, you can find me on the Weekend Geek video show uh, on YouTube. Uh, you can find us at geekfights.net, where we have lists of show ideas. The brackets we mentioned earlier are past episodes and more. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and the Zoom Network, or like us on Facebook. If you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us at geekfights at gmail.com or at geekfights on Twitter. That's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks! Our upcoming fights, let's see, next week is, um, what is that, Best Apocalypse, and then after that is one that I'm very, I'm looking forward to, Best Geek Movie. And I know what you're thinking, oh, it's gotta be Star Wars. No, Star Wars isn't about geeks, this is movies about geeks. We're talking weird science, uh, high fidelity, hackers, that kind of shit. It's Ding gonna be... Dong. King, well, I haven't seen, well, maybe. I'm not putting King of Kong on. Somebody else might. <laughs> Any and all ideas are welcome. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. And that was that was muted, by the way. <laughs> oh, you. Was that strawberry soda? <laughs> we don't have no. strawberry soda here. We have red pop. There's a significant difference. We have strawberry yeah. soda, but you got to look for it. No, fuck strawberry soda. There's only red pop. Strawberry no, soda. It's just soda. <laughs> it's disgusting. What are you talking about? I love Fanta strawberry. Oh, and, and, I like the Hakito strawberry. Those are the good ones. Yeah, and strawberry crush. Shit. Oh yeah. No, what I like, I like, I like, I like. Uh, was it Habito apple? You like that one? Apple? That huh? one's okay. I like the the ronca. It's like the the grapefruit one. Okay. Anyway, it's like a squirt. I like beer. <laughs> yeah, I like beer too. Hey, Mike. You know what? Something on which yeah. we all can agree. Are you there recording? You I am recording. You want to do an episode? We're doing an episode. We're doing one now. Sure, why not? Are you sure? No, I'm never sure. Okay, that'll work. <laughs> here we go, folks. Uh, yeah, here we go.
Ooh, I like Matt Smith. 